Hello, everyone. Welcome to a uh, very snowy capes and japes for one of us. Um, no, it if it if it could snow, it would have snowed here. Uh, it was very frosty this morning. Um, my welcome mat was frozen. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, went out to walk the dogs. Almost slipped down the stairs. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> That's not very welcoming at all. No. No. Um, anyways, uh, we're, uh, late starting record, because I had to, not that late, a few minutes late starting record, because I had to drive home in the snow, but I made it, I'm here to talk about comic books, Well, I'm I'm glad you made it. (laughs) Yes, thank you. It would have been very (laughs) distressing if you hadn't. Yeah, for a, for a lot for a lot of reasons. Um podcast would be one of them, but not the main one. Just sitting here getting increasingly worried as time goes on. Like, hello. 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 <laughs> um anyways, I thought we could talk about Adam Smasher today. Um, who came up briefly last week because of his, uh, silly, I say his silly name, his original name of Nuclon. Um, I do love him though. (laughs) (laughs) I, listen, I've, I've, I've supported people with way sillier names. Um. Adam Smasher is also kind of a silly name. Adam Smasher is the kind of name I would expect from, like, one of the Adams villains. That's the thing, right? Is, like, it would be a really funny name if you were a villain of the Adam to have your name be Adam Smasher. Like, what if you were Superman and a new guy rolled up to Metropolis and he was like, my name is Superman Crusher. And you were like, dude... Like, come on. Come on, man. Um, it's also funny to me because he is friends with Black Adam. And part of the reason I wanted to talk about him is because he uh, recently made his uh, big screen debut in the Black Adam movie, which I still have not seen. Um, Same. In... (laughs) (laughs) listen there were a lot of movies um and they were all coming out at the time when we were very busy and also covid was pretty high so unfortunately surprise um, covid has not gone away it boy it sure hasn't huh i keep checking and it's like not yet not yet continues Um, to be an issue yeah Man, where's the superhero uh, named COVID Smasher? <laughs> hey, that's a great question. 2023, we're bringing in COVID Smasher, and they're going to fix COVID, and it's all going to be fine. <laughs> the virus can't mutate fast enough to escape me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. This guy rules. Let's do an episode on this guy we just made up. <laughs> Oh, I feel um, like if it actually happened, though, it would be all like, man, this feels weird. Yeah, it, w- <laughs> <laughs> it would be. Maybe it happens in, like, 40 years. If comic books still exist in 40 years, it's like kind of like a Captain America thing where it's like it was like- a COVID-specific superhero and then he gets unfrozen and he has to figure out what to do. I Imagine if we had... A, uh, superhero based off of the influenza. (laughs) (laughs) It would be wild. It would be wild if it was just, like, a guy that we see normally. Yeah, a guy who just walks around all the time. Um, anyways. Sorry. Anyway. Um. We're talking about Al. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're talking about Al. Oh, the thing I was going to say oh, yes. is that he's in the Black Adam movie played by uh, Noah 
Centineo, um, I think that's how you say his name. Um, and, uh, that's also always been a little bit funny to me because at least with my accent, and I think a lot of U.S. accents, the word atom and the name Adam sound very similar when you say them just, like, casually, so... Hi, I'm Black Adam, and this is my friend Adam Smasher. <laughs> yeah, uh... exactly. It's like, what? This guy shows up, he's like, I'm Adam Smasher, and Black Adam's like, you're what? No, you're not. <laughs> no, no, a- Atoms. Atoms. Atom Smasher. I'm Atom Smasher. Um... I just need to adopt a accent that really just accentuates the T in words. Yes. Anytime I um, say my name. All other words, I can, you know, use my regular accent. But then I'm Atom Smasher. <laughs> um, let us let us know if your t- t- accent distinguishes between Atom and Adam or not. Um, hit us up on the Discord. <laughs> Anyways, so to explain Adam Smasher, we have to um, explain a little bit um, of a character called Cyclotron. Um, Love it already. Who... <laughs> yeah, another another really <laughs> another really great um, character name. Um, so. The Cyclotron appeared, like, very briefly in, like, a uh, single issue of, like, a Golden Age Superman comic in his, like, civilian identity. Uh, And then in uh, All-Star Squadron in the 80s, when they were, like, sort of... uh, expanding on a lot of golden age and like justice society stories um they took this kind of one-off character and gave him like a little bit more of a backstory so um cyclotron is a uh man named uh terry kurtzenberg um who changes his name to terry curtis it's not that important um, but it just really he... showcases the um Anglican, you know, the <laughs> Americanization of names. Yeah. Um. So he gets uh kidnapped by a Golden Age villain called the Ultra Humanite, uh, who was one of Superman's earliest enemies. Who's a uh evil scientist who keeps like transferring his mind into different beings like he uh steals the body of like this uh actress named Dolores Winters and at one point he's like in a gorilla body um the ultra humanite now with an unhuman body uh yeah now <laughs> Now not really so ultra-human, as uh, previously implied. So, uh, he kidnaps, uh, the ultra-humanite kidnaps uh, Terry Curtis, who's a uh, physicist studying, like, atomic energy, um, and uh, experiments on him, uh, gives him, like flight and super strength from uh you know atomic powers um and uh sort of blackmails him into uh fighting the all-star squadron um which is like the uh sort of like younger version of of the the JSA um one of the people in the All-Star Squadron who he fights is Al Pratt, the first Adam, uh who as I'm going to bring up every time because I think it's very funny, does not originally have any superpowers but is just a guy who's really short. Not even 
like superhumanly short, just shorter than average. Um, and he gets real mad about it, and he decides to fight crime. Um, he's a chihuahua who fights crime. Y- yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, during this fight, because of uh the atom's exposure to cyclotrons, uh, like atomic energy fueled body, um, the radiation also gives the atom the power of super strength. And then Cyclotron uh, eventually sacrifices himself in order to uh, at least temporarily destroy the Ultra Humanite. I uh, believe he comes back because of, you know, comics. Um, But uh, Al Pratt, the Atom, is like very, you know moved by this sacrifice he's like wow that guy wasn't actually a villain he was just kind of like forced into doing it um and now i have a cool new superpower um so uh the uh adam and his um i think i think they might be married at the time and then they get divorced later but uh the adam's partner uh Firebrand, um, a woman named uh, Danette Riley, um, end up adopting uh, Cyclotron's daughter, um, who is also named Terry, but, you know, presumably short for Teresa instead of Terrence. Um, (laughs) They uh, take her in when she is orphaned. Uh, by her father's sacrifice, and uh, discover that she is, uh, she doesn't have any superpowers, and she's not endangered by it, but being around her father did, like, cause her to absorb some of his atomic nuclear energy. Um... And so when... She's just walking around leaking radiation. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. Don't worry about it. Um, when she grows up, um, she has a son of her own. Um, that boy, uh, Albert Rothstein, does have superpowers. And that boy is who becomes the Atom Smasher. Um, so he is, uh, like, already has this connection to, like, the JSA and that group of heroes because, uh, you know, uh, the Adam and Firebrand are his, like, adoptive grandparents. Um, Al Pratt is also his godfather. He, um... Firebrand also, like, I think has, like, a, uh, a hand in raising him, but, uh, I don't think we know who his dad is. I mean, like, I don't think it's anybody relevant, but I'm not sure what the deal is there, if it's, like, ever gone into detail about, like, if his dad was not in the picture, or if he died of you know radiation poisoning radiation poisoning um that guy that guy was not uh strong enough to take it as it turns out um everyone else was fine but uh he uh yeah is is very aware of uh the JSA he grows up kind of uh idolizing, you know, the Atom, uh, and Firebrand, um, and also, you know, knowing about his, like, grandfather who did this heroic thing, um, so he, uh, he is able to, uh, grow himself, I, I don't think he, he shrinks, um, I think he just grows, um, at the very least, he is almost exclusively depicted as growing, but he is able to uh, grow himself to, you know, 
tens of feet high, uh, and proportionately, uh, increase his, you know, strength and endurance. Um, I think he does have, like, super strength at just regular size, and he's originally depicted as just being, like, extremely tall, (laughs) just normally, um... And then they kind of scale back on that a little. Uh, no, no, I'm pretty sure he's he's like seven foot six or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I yeah. do, I do remember they, him being very tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a he's a tall he's a tall guy. Um, but I, I, I think that in more modern appearances, he is not that tall. Um, that's unfortunate. Because <laughs> it's fun. It is very fun. It's just fun to have an extremely tall guy hanging around. Especially when, like, his, you know, mentor figure is an extremely short guy. Yeah! No, it is, it is, it is fun. Extremely short guy who uh, does not have any body size changing powers. And yet this guy does get body size changing powers. Um... So, uh, he starts calling himself Nuclon. Um, he makes his, uh, first appearance in, uh, All-Star Squadron in 1983, um, which was, uh, written by Roy Thomas and drawn by, uh, Jerry Ordway. Um, and he is... Also one of the founding members of Infinity Inc., um, which we, uh, have talked about before is kind of like a, like a team that's based, built out of, like, the kids and- Yeah, it's, it's another, like, children of the heroes sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like the the children slash successors slash proteges of like the the JSA and those associated heroes specifically. Jade um, and the Obsidian are there. It's great. It's great. We love to see them. Wonder um, Woman's daughter is there. Fantastic. Wonder Woman's daughter is there, and then she proceeds to, uh... Get rebooted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The... Yeah. Yeah, Crisis she on goes. Infinite Earth really, uh... Really, really did a number on Infinity Inc., huh? It really... They got... They got all... They got all scrambled up. Um, because I think Al has, like, a crush on her initially. Um, and who it wouldn't? doesn't really go in. Who wouldn't? It doesn't really go anywhere. And then Crisis on Infinite Earth happens. And then, like, her, like, rebooted version is in Sandman as, like, one of the, you know, obscure superheroes that, uh, Neil Gaiman was allowed to do what he wanted with. Um, and she really goes through it. <laughs> But yeah, they uh they get they get a little uh they get a little scrambled up in there. Those those four. The 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 JSA I think has kind of struggled. Every reboot has always kind of confronted the problem of like what are we going to do about the JSA? <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, so you have these characters who were initially from the golden age and then we establish they exist on their own Earth. And then we mash the Earths together. And now they're on this Earth. But they all have to be older. But also, like, we have them canonically set as existing in, like, the 40s. And now we have, like, the comics, like, sliding time scale problem. Where it's like, we know they were in the 40s. But we don't want to make them as old as they should be. And then, you know, a wizard does a spell that makes them all so old they die. And then they're like, well, we want to bring them back. It's like a whole... It's a real challenge, no matter what. Um, But anyways, Al, as Nuclon, has a... um, a He's got like a kind of yellow and red costume, I think. And a mohawk. 
Um, and, um, oh, it's, it, yeah, it's like yellow and red and black and a mohawk. Um, and he's, um, he's a pretty good guy. He's just a nice kid. (laughs) He's a nice kid. He's very tall. Um, he has a crush on Wonder Woman's daughter. Um, and, uh... He's, uh, he's doing his best. You know, he's a good, he's a, he's a good Jewish boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, uh, ends up joining, uh, the Justice League at some point, um, after he's in, uh, Infinity Inc. He's on Infinity Inc. and then he's on the Justice League and then he's on, uh, the JSA. And he is, uh, I believe, on the Justice League at the same time that Obsidian is. Um, so the two of them kind of, like, stick together as, you know, former teammates. Um, and become pretty close. Um, he, in the 90s, um... The 90s series Kingdom Come, which is a, uh, what's called an Elseworlds story, which is, uh, DC's sort of, like, umbrella imprint for AUs, basically. Um, like, stories that are established to exist, like, outside of the canon timeline. Um, Kingdom Come is a, uh, very, very famous one of those, uh, in large part, I think, due to the Alex Ross art, who is, like, a very kind of, like, uh, dramatic, like, painted style, um, but it, uh, it's, like, kind of a, like, dystopian future sort of thing, where it's, like, there's, like, the new superheroes, like, don't care about the old rules about, you know, no killing and, like, they just, you know, do whatever they want and, uh, a bunch of Justice League members have to, like, come in and kind of, you know, battle them for the soul of the the DC universe, basically. But (laughs) in, uh, in this, um, a, like future version of uh al shows up uh now with the name uh adam smasher so that's the first time that this name is used presumably mark wade and alex ross were like nuclon is too silly for our very (laughs) dramatic book Um, adam smasher must much less silly yeah adam smasher is a serious name for serious guys Um, but after this, they incorporate, they start using the name in the actual, like, proper DC canon. Um, you know, whether it's to be, like, they also thought Nuclon was silly, or if it's just, like, people liked this. (laughs) People liked this, uh, you know, we're trying to, like, show character growth. Who, Who knows? But he starts going by Adam Smasher. He joins the JSA. Um, he gets a new costume, um, which is, like, a sleeveless kind of red and blue, uh, with, like, a gold belt, um, and sort of, like, uh, wrist bracers and a mask that covers his old face. Um, which, like, does make him look kind of villainous. Like, if you saw a guy dressed like this with the name Adam Smasher out of context, I feel like it might be hard to tell if he was a superhero or a supervillain. <laughs> um, but he's hanging around with the JSA. Uh, so he, uh, he's, he's very excited to be part of the JSA because, you know, he really 
looked up to the Atom, um, and now he's on a team with, like, you know, a bunch of these people that he's, you know, idolized since he was, uh, a kid, and he also is, like, something of a, like, mentor figure to some of the younger members, like, uh, Stargirl joins the team, and, uh, she has, like, a big crush on Al, and there's, like, I, like, a couple weird, I'm not sure what exactly the age difference is supposed to be, and I think it's also comics, so, like, nobody can actually say for sure what the age difference is supposed to be, um, but there's, like, a couple storylines where it's, like, implied that he's, like, also interested in her, um, and then, like, sometimes it's just, like, oh, she has a crush on him, um, but, uh, they, ultimately, it, it doesn't really go anywhere. Um, he's in prison later, and we'll get to that, and then, like, Stargirl <laughs> is like, I'm gonna wait for him until he's out of prison, and then Stargirl, they no. don't actually end up dating or anything. So, um, it's fine. I, it's, it's hard for me to discern how weird it is without actually reading it, and I'm sure some stories are, like, weirder than others, but whatever. Um, so, uh, he, um, has a story arc where, uh, his mother is killed by, uh, Cobra with a K, um, and he goes on a, you know, classic classic thing he like goes on like a vengeance rampage and he's about to kill cobra and then one of his teammates is like wait if you kill him you'll be just as bad as he is and he's like okay um but like he does take a little bit of i mean it's also the 90s so he takes a little bit of kind of a darker edgier turn um man who didn't uh, in the 90s who truly who among us um, he, um, funny coming from us, born in the 90s, my darker <laughs> turn. Yeah, listen, I don't know about you, but there was some, uh, darkness in my soul at, you know, the ages of zero to seven. The darkness truly didn't enter my soul until 2001 when the local roller rink closed. <laughs> That's fair. Um... He also saves his mom by, uh, like, doing a weird time loop thing where he goes back in time and, like, puts the, uh, extant, uh, uh, former, former Hawk Hank Hall, now extant, um, on the plane in her place because... (laughs) Not, like, not, he doesn't just do it on a whim. It's, like, they're fighting him, and they're, like, the only, the, the only way to destroy him is, I guess, to do it in a, some sort of time loop. Um, and, uh, I was, like, I have a plan. Um, so, they, we, uh, we put Hank where my mother is, and then we take my mother into the future. Everybody thinks she died because she's not there. Yeah. But because um, I pulled her into the future, she's fine. She's fine. So, uh, t- technically he kills Hank, um, but Well, the, was, technically the plane killed Hank. Technically the plane kills Hank, and it was sort of everybody's plan. Um, but not long after this, uh... Black Adam joins the JSA, um, during one of his, you know, uh, anti-hero stretches rather than supervillain stretches. Um, and at first Al, uh, does not trust him, um, does not believe that he's actually, you know, a good guy now. Uh, and then at one point, Black Adam, uh, speaks up for him because they're talking about the, uh, Hank Hall thing, and Black Adam was like, I think Al did the right thing, which, like, of course you would say that, Black Adam. Um, (laughs) but, uh... Black Adam's like, murder is always the answer. Yeah, uh, but the two of them end up 
bonding after that. Um, and they uh, become really close. Uh, they refer to each other as uh, brothers. Um, Black Adam does uh, <laughs> convince Al to trust authority less. Which, again, like, of, of course you would say that, Black Adam. Um, but also, some authorities don't need to trust the... Some authorities you don't need to trust. Um, I, th- I think this is, this is a lesson that is applicable in um, many situations, but also, sometimes, um, Black Adam takes it a little bit too far. Um, and, uh... Adam also, and I'm going to keep calling him Black Adam, so you don't think I'm referring to Atom. The Atom. Or Atom Smasher. So, uh, Black Adam ends up killing Cobra with a K. Um, For fun, or like as a favor? I think for Al's (laughs) benefit... Like a um, cat bringing you a dead bird. Yeah. Um, hey, and... we're friends now. Here's this. Blech. Here, uh, Thanks. Blech. I uh, didn't ask for this. Yeah. Um, and Al ends up helping to free Kandak, the uh, fictional Middle Eastern country where Black Adam is from, um, by, like, rounding up a bunch of other superheroes and basically like overthrowing the dictator um and then uh the uh the JSA shows up and is like okay hold on hold on I do have some questions about why Black Adam didn't just do that himself (laughs) yeah if he's so (laughs) tough why didn't he kill this guy well not even that just like off like Think about it. Think about it for a uh-huh. second, Al. Um, yep. Black Adam did not do this himself. He right. could have just straight up done a murder. He's not opposed to that. Right. So there must be some reason why he hasn't done this. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you should ask, present <laughs> your idea to him. And you know what, Black Adam? Same same goes for you. Why did you murder this man? Al already had a whole revenge quest about it. He's got he's gotten his piece. His mom's alive now, I think. Um, like these these are things that you should these are big presents that you need to consult the other party with. Yeah, exactly. Like when you want to, you know, buy somebody a pet. You talk to them first. You'd be like, yeah, hey, if you'd... I were to get you a dog, would that be a present that you would enjoy? Yeah, as opposed to just getting somebody a dog and they're like, great, now I have a dog? Um, anyways, uh, so the, uh, they basically, they, like, put Black Adam in charge of the country, basically. And then the JSA are like, okay, you can't, ju- you can't just do this. You um, can't do a coup. You cannot do a coup and then put yourself in charge of the country. And then they eventually agree that, like, basically, they're like, okay, you you just stay here, okay? Like, Black Adam and everyone who wants to stay with Black Adam, just stay here. But you can't, like, if you leave, then you don't get to be in charge of the country anymore. Um, we just don't want to deal with it. <laughs> Like, why don't you just oversee democratic elections? I don't... Come on. You have enough power to oversee an election. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Al stays with their... Stays there in Condog for a little bit, and then starts to get kind of uneasy about some of the things that Black Adam is doing, so he, um... Stages another coup. He stages a second coup. No, he, um, he leaves and, like, turns himself in, basically. And this is when he goes to prison, um, and, uh, Star Stargirl is like, I'll wait for you. Um, while he's in prison, um, Amanda Waller comes to talk to him. Of course she does. 
Why wouldn't um, she? Why wouldn't she? If if you if you are a metahuman person and you are in prison, you should expect that at some point Amanda Waller will come talk. If she doesn't come talk to you, you should start to get worried about what oh Amanda Waller is doing instead of talking to you. Um, I would also be like, am, am I not good enough? Hello? <laughs> Hello? Have I done something wrong, Miss Waller? <laughs> um, so this is happening in like the mid 2000s um and like the dc event that's going on at this time is there's a uh crisis called infinite crisis um when is there not a crisis there's always a freaking crisis this one uh is infinite crisis um which is preceded i think by a mini series called countdown um and then following um infinite crisis all the dc books uh launch as one year later like everything is happening a year after the end of infinite crisis and simultaneously to that dc puts out a weekly series called 52, um, where the concept is that it's 52 issues long, and every issue will cover one week of the gap year between the end of Infinite Crisis and the start of one year later. Um, I, I think this is, I think this would be a more effective storytelling tool if comics, like, weren't such a huge mess, and you had, like, a million different people working on different things and like so many different like characters and storylines. Like, I think there's something kind of neat in concept about like, you know, a kind of like, like I like when, you know, you have like flashbacks that recontextualize something that's happening in the story. Um, in practice, I think it was a little bit, messier than that. And it's very messy to read it back and uh try to understand it. But one one of the big things that happens in 52 and almost at the end of 52 um is uh something called World War 3. Um <laughs> where uh what happens is uh basically Amanda Waller puts Al in charge of a new suicide squad um, and uh, has them, tells them they need to uh, fight Black Adam. Um, Drama. And during the fight, um, Black Adam at this point has a, uh, a, Sort of like a parallel to like the Marvel family. He has a uh, a female partner named Isis. Um, I think we've talked about this a little bit with Black Adam. He has a female partner named Isis, and Isis has a younger brother named Osiris. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Um, Does Osiris and- die? Yes. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. Basically, Amanda Waller was, uh, orchestrating this, um, trying to, uh, destroy this, like, Black Adam family. I don't think the World War Three part that's coming up was her plan, but maybe it was. She's Amanda Waller. What do I know? But, uh, while they're fighting the Suicide Squad, Osiris, uh, ends up killing one of the Suicide Squad members, which, uh, like, causes, you know, is, like, publicized, and then, uh, you know, public opinion, like, turns against Black Adam and the other, Isis and Osiris, I don't know, the other Adams, um, (laughs) because, uh, one of them killed a guy, um, and this, like, 
leads to like a whole sort of cascading series of events that leads to Isis and Osiris both dying. And then Black Adam uh, gets so mad that he just like rampages around the world, destroying everything. Um, he, like, basically kills the entire population of Bialia, which is another fictional DC country. He's, like, uh, you know, destroying, like, uh, cities and landmarks, uh, and, you know, superheroes keep being sent in to stop him, and he just obliterates them, um, and, uh... (laughs) Turns out Black Adam hasn't been trying very hard to be a supervillain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he could have been way more villainous if he wanted to be. Um, but uh, Al is one of the people who is sent in to try and stop him. Um, and he feels very conflicted about it, uh, despite everything that Black Adam is doing, because he... Um, is like, well, that's my friend. Like, I maybe he didn't really do all those things. I feel ba- like I'm partly responsible for driving him to this accidentally because I got manipulated by Amanda Waller. Because who wouldn't? Yeah, you can't. You kind of can't blame yourself for being manipulated by Amanda Waller. It happens to the best of us. Yeah, it is what she does. Um, ultimately, uh, what happens at the end of this is, uh. Billy, uh, is able to, like, uh, communicate with the gods who give Black Adam his powers and convince, um, them to take the powers away so he stops destroying Earth. Um, and, uh, he, Black Adam is flying and then suddenly, like, drops from the sky seemingly to his death, but, uh, secretly, Al rescues him. Um, which, like, why didn't you look for a body of Black Adam? Don't Um, worry about it. (laughs) Yeah. Um. They're just like, he doesn't have powers. No way he survived that. And Al's like, oh, ha ha, yeah. No way. No way at all. Um. They're like, it's okay, Al, take your time. We knew you were friends. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, That's what I'm conflicted about. So, um, after this, he shows up, uh, a couple times in, like, uh, Black Adam's kind of solo series where he is, uh, trying to, Black Adam is trying to resurrect his wife, um, and Al, uh, helps him somewhat in this and also tells him um maybe he should uh stop trying to do this and find some place to hide instead because uh the JSA are looking for him and Black Adam's like nope I'm gonna resurrect my wife and he's like oh okay um since then uh he has shown up a few times in like JSA stuff not in like a super, uh, major capacity. Um, he, uh, they, at one point they fight Black Adam and he joins the JSA to help them fight him to kind of, like, prove himself after he, you know, secretly saved Black Adam's life, uh, after he tried to destroy the world. Um, he also, uh, gets recruited to kind of talk to, uh, Damage, who is, uh, Al Pratt's biological son, who is, um, you know, the two of them, like, view each other as, like, sort of siblings, um, surrogate siblings, and, uh, Damage is, like, (laughs) uh, having kind of a, uh, crisis where he's become like uh an obsessive worshiper of this uh third world god called gog um okay and uh all hail gog all hail gog uh and 
Stargirl finds uh, Al and is like, can you please talk to your brother about this? Um, But he shows up in that story. He shows up um, when the JSA fight Black Adam. There's, you know, some tension between him and some members of the JSA because of, you know, all the stuff that happened. But, uh... For the most part, they accept him. Um, And then he doesn't do a whole lot. Um, In New 52, I don't think he shows up because uh, New 52 does not touch on a lot of JSA stuff. I think besides making uh, (laughs) Alan Scott gay. Um, And then in Rebirth, he showed up in Doomsday Clock, um, but I don't believe has shown up anywhere else. So I'm not sure what he's up to, but um, you know, maybe <laughs> I know the Black Adam movie didn't do great, but maybe it did good enough that he'll, you know, have a more significant role in some current comics, but who We can only hope. We can only hope our good our good pal Al Rothstein, um, doing his best with his buddy Black Adam. Um, anyways, um, did you have anything to add? No, I just have fond memories of Infinity Inc. from several '80s events crossover tie-in issues. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You know how it goes. You get attached to some teens from the 80s, and you're like, wow, I guess I'll never see them again. Yeah, boy, do I ever. But Um, uh, other than that, I did not read any comics. Okay, I read, um, the Nightwing issue 100, uh, came out this past week. Um, I saw many good covers for it. There's so many good covers. I obviously had to buy it and support my boy, even though I am behind on Nightwing. Um, I got uh, the uh, George Perez sketch variant cover, um, which I was thrilled about. Um, Obviously, uh, I mean, you know, rip to a real one. But it is an excellent cover, and uh, the story is very good. It makes me um, extremely emotional. Um, There's a lot of very sweet uh, moments. I love, I love him. I love him. I love him. I love him. Uh, And speaking of uh, love him, I also grabbed uh the final issue of dark crisis on infinite earths which i don't love that but boy the whole thing really (laughs) is like dick grayson is the specialist boy in the whole universe i'm like he sure is buddy you are correct you are you're 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 right and correct and true um thank you uh which is why deathstroke could never finish him (laughs) Yep, no matter how freaking hard he tried. Uh, nope, never. It's the most specialist boy in the whole universe. Big destiny ahead of that kid. Oh, boy, is there ever. Um, I also um, grabbed a few issues of Legion of X, which I think I mentioned last time. I saw uh, some like out-of-context spoilers for that made me worried, and then I was able to find it. At the Newbury Comics at the North Shore Mall because I the I guess suburbanites don't care about <laughs> X Men as much. Um, and then I also had to uh, get the two issues prior to that because they also had relevant context. And now I'm actually a lot more worried than I was before <laughs> I read them. Um, oh no! But. Um, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. They're gonna be okay. My special little guys. They're gonna be fine. They're gonna be fine. They're gonna be fine. It's fine. I believe um, in you. Thank you for that. 
Um, but yeah, those, uh, those are my comic book update check-ins. Um, if you want to keep up with us on internet, you can follow us at Capes and Japes on, uh, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook. Um, you can send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com. Um, we have a Discord server that, uh, everyone is welcome to join. Um, come hang out and chat in. Uh, we have a Patreon. We recorded a bonus episode last week, so we are doing good. We're editing it. We're editing it. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I mean, you're editing it. I'm not helping. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Briar is editing it while I say good work talking into a microphone, Olivia, and I go to sleep. (laughs) Um, But uh, bonus episode is forthcoming. uh, So if you want to hear us uh, talk about Owl House, it's a good time to join the Patreon. And also we have uh, uh, many other bonus episodes and other good stuff. Um, If uh, you aren't able to support us on patreon but you still want to help out the show um leaving a rating and review is a very cool way to do that um telling a friend about the show if you think they'd be interested if you have a friend who watched black adam and wants to know more about this guy's deal um that's an option um and just coming back and joining us so thank you for being with us today on capes and japes i have been olivia And I have been Briar, and as always, we love a very tall, nice Jewish boy. (laughs) We do! We support him!